from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Hour number two. Miller and Condon take you until noon momentarily. David Kaplan brought to you by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Ben Kirchival will talk a little Big 12 and some NFL with us before the bottom of the hour. As you heard the promo, another $1,000 giveaway coming up in about 20 minutes. But let's head to the Windy City, shall we? He's David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors. Cap Trenton Ken, as always, good to speak with you. Cap, how are you? Good to speak with you guys. Good morning. Hope you're well. Indeed we are. Um, you know, Chicago stuff in a second. Just World Series, Cap. I know you're a huge baseball fan. Uh, last night's game wasn't close. It was close for a couple of innings, but you could tell that Glass now didn't have his best stuff early. Maybe he had a little case of nerves in that first inning. Is this going to be a good series, Cap? Are baseball fans going to be treated to a fall classic, or is this one look like maybe not? Uh, I thought that it would be a really compelling series because – Tampa has a good bullpen, they have some really good players, and they have good starting pitching, but boy, boy, I mean, Glass now, who's throwing 100, just gets smashed in the middle innings. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a Dodger guy, so I'm more than a little concerned that it might be you know, a quick, you know, put Tampa out of their misery and the Dodgers get coronated feeling that way and in a very important one tonight for Tampa if they have any chance of winning this as I don't see them being able to win four out of five to win the series if they lose tonight Tampa's got to get this one to make it a series cap let's jump into football and your first place Chicago Bears after the Packers fall uh, in their matchup against Tampa they keep doing it it's not real pretty but a win is a win and we've seen plenty of Bears teams over the last 25 30 years win in this kind of fashion great defense just enough offense, some good special teams. Looks to be the recipe again this year. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's absolutely their recipe. I think they can be better offensively. They better be able to be better offensively. You know, I was yelling on the air this morning on our radio show that I would like to see them be active for once at the trade deadline mm-hmm. because tomorrow is promised to no one in any walk of life, and especially a football team that – with COVID going on, with catastrophic injury, you know, at every turn, if you're five and one, and you find a way here over the next few weeks to get your record to an even better, more enviable spot, where November third rolls around, and that's the trade deadline, yep. and I don't know who's going to be available, but we hear rumors that Julio Jones AJ should, Green. should be available. Uh, you're in a pandemic where your franchise is worth. Almost $4 billion. So don't tell me you can't afford to take a contract off the hands of a team up the track and even give up a little bit of draft capital. I'm not giving up number one picks for a 32-year-old Julio Jones, but if you said, hey, man, give us a second-round pick and we'll give you Julio and you've got to take all the money, all in. All of a sudden, now your offense takes on a totally different dimension. But at the very least, go out and add something 
to the offensive line. Yeah, I'm with you, Cap, and that was the name that uh, that uh, rang a bell to me as well when I saw Julio was out there and connecting the dots. Look, Robinson's really good. Mooney's really young, but looks like he has a terrific future. Jury's still out on Anthony Miller. You had a receiver, whether it be Julio Jones, A.J. Green, who's banged up a lot. He's rumored to be on the block as well. So two really good receivers. If not receiver, Cap is a direction that they look. Where else would it be? I know that they were kicking the tires running back-wise. Um, David Montgomery's a nice player. Uh, might that be where they look if it's not a receiver that they look to add? I don't think so because our coach doesn't like to run the football. Now, would he say to you, hang on a second, Sparky, I like to run the ball. My offensive line's not very good. And we asked this question yesterday, and I'm not trying to put down a really good kid and a hard, tough player in David Montgomery, but is David Montgomery good enough? Is there is he part of the reason they don't run the ball successfully? I mean, I, I ran back the All-22 and looked, and there's a couple times where he comes in and you could see him kind of look into, I pick a hole. The whole right side of the field is wide open. Turn the corner and you're gaining 15, 20 yards. And he just runs right up the back of an offensive lineman, gains like three yards, and down he goes. So maybe he's not good enough. Like, I liked him in the draft. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he's a bear. Maybe it's a combination of lousy offensive line play, James Daniels not being there because he's hurt, who I really like, and maybe David's just not as good as we all thought. Cappy, this next five games I think is going to tell us if this is just good enough to be a playoff team or somebody, some team that can do a lot more. It starts Monday night with the Rams, a road trip there, Saints, Titans after that, Vikings and Packers. This five-game stretch is... Uh, what what are we going to learn here? What does a two and three, three and two type of run mean for this team in your mind going forward? Well, five and one allows you to right. you know have a hiccup here or there because you got off to this amazing start. I mean, we literally look at the standings today. May not be after Monday. Maybe it will be. The Bears are in first place in the division. They also have a win over a Tampa team that just destroyed. Mm-hmm the Green Bay Packers. So that could come into play as a tiebreaker down the road. Again, the Bears and Packers haven't met, but like I don't like to say, oh boy, we got four really tough games. Well, what if we lose the first one? We have to win the second, because if we lose the second, oh my God, <laughs> now we're in a, a, a losing ship. I just like to take it one play at a time and see if they can find a way Monday to get up and win a football game. That's not an amazing Rams team. They may no. go out and, and beat us, but their only wins are over the Giants, the Reds, or the Washington team, the Dallas team, and the Eagles. That's all they've beaten. And the Bears have as many wins as that entire division. So let's see how this plays out. Let's see how good the Los Angeles Rams truly are on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I'm with you, Cap. I was not impressed by that uh, Sunday night performance. San Francisco, uh, they, they they pounded them. That wasn't much of a football game. All right, so let's go to no. baseball, Cap, and uh, we're kind of in the maybe the calm before the storm uh, as to what changes might be coming. We'll get through the World Series, and then the, we'll crank throw log on the fire and get that hot stove going. Any whispers at all, whether south side or north side, are you hearing anything at this point of the season, really? prior to the hot stove uh, kicking in that maybe something to watch for during the offseason? I truly believe the Cubs are all in to move money and some name players. Like I'll be very surprised if Chris Bryant's a Cub next 
opening day. I'll be very surprised. I just don't see a scenario where he's here. I think he's a great person. He's had some wonderful moments as a Cub. They're going to have to pay him $20 million next year, final year of his deal. No shot. I could see them saying, we're moving money. We are getting our payroll down, and we're rebuilding. I'm not saying they're going to become a 100-loss team. They have too much talent for that to happen. But I do think there'll be some name players that will not be here. White Sox, what are we hearing on the managerial front? And I figured by this time that we talked to you, we I would have an hint, answer. You know what, Hinch has been purgatory till after the World Series. Is That's, that what it is? Yeah, well, is that what you're hearing, Cappy? Yeah, I keep hearing it's him. Now, I know they are definitely going to meet with Tony LaRussa. I just don't believe he's going to do it in the end. If he says he wants to do it, well, then that changes things. But there are, I'm not saying a majority, but there are a lot of Sox fans that do not want A.J. Hinch under any circumstance because they think they are selling out, taking a cheater. Now, I believe everyone deserves a second chance. I have no problem with them hiring A.J. Hinch. I think he's a good manager. and People I know who know him you know, exceptionally well that he's worked for, Jed Hoyer, one of my former producers who worked with him in Arizona, uh, my friend Kelly Kroll who worked with him with the San Diego Padres. She said, I'm telling you, he's an awesome guy. He admits that he didn't do enough to stop what went on but he was not involved in masterminding the scheme. But there are a lot of people, like my brother, who go to a lot of White Sox games. And I had a guy call the radio show the other day said, I have six season tickets. They hire that guy, I'm canceling tickets, and I'll never root for my favorite team again. He's a cheater, and I don't want him on my sidelines. So there are people that feel that way. Can Jerry Reinsdorf get past that? That remains to be seen. Hmm. What do they need to do, Cap? I mean, clearly they're a contender for the next little while in this division. They're so young in so many key spots. They'll get Kopitz back, you would think, uh, next year. So that adds something to that starting rotation. What would you like to see them do in the offseason? I think they've got to get another bat, which plays in right field, because there's no way they're bringing Nomar Mazzara back. Uh, are they going to be able to keep James McCann? because you're paying $18 million to Yasmani Grandal, which they may regret that signing, but they are locked in for three more years at 18-point-whatever. So what do you do for your other catcher? McCann was the guy that worked best with Lucas Giolito. Do you trade Grandal? So they've got some decisions to make there, and then I still think they need a front line. I'm not talking about an innings eater number five. I don't know if Dane Dunning is any good. I don't know if Dylan Cease, despite having a great arm, is going to be a winning major league pitcher. I like Giolito. Mm -hmm. I know he'll be good. I know Keiko's very solid. Now, if you told me you could sign Trevor Bauer, okay, now we're talking about something totally different. Are they going to spend money, Cap? Oh, they have the money. Absolutely, they have the money. They've locked up guys to very team-friendly deals, Jimenez and Robert and all those guys. So, yeah, I absolutely think they can afford them. Will they do it is another question. Illinois, also a different state. And as we look around the NFL, some states and, and cities are allowing fans in. And uh, we look forward to baseball as we see, what, 11,000 in attendance for the World Series. What do you look forward to April? And, and think about that. Cap, do you anticipate that there's going to be 
fans in the stands on the south side and north side for those opening games? Will there be baseball in April? Another good question. Yeah, um, I can tell you the COVID positivity rates are going up significantly here where multiple counties, the governor has rolled back indoor dining, not being able to go to a bar. I mean, it is going the wrong direction. And you still have people out there that don't want to wear a mask. My right, I don't have to wear a mask. I was at a store the other day. Guy came in. Hey, I'm not putting a mask on. And the manager came over and said, then get out of my store. Mm. Well, it's my right. I don't have. And it, look, unless we have a vaccine, I could tell you, I'm not taking my wife and kids to a game. I'm not. I'm, I don't need it that badly. So I don't know. I mean, the Cubs are already projecting. I saw it this morning that they lost about $150 million this year, and they're already projecting minimum loss of $120 million next year. That is not tip money. I don't care how much TD Ameritrade stock is. That is 260 to $300 million in losses. So I'll be surprised if we have big crowds, maybe little ones. I'll be surprised if we have big crowds. Uh, Cap, uh, just real quick, um, I want to do want to get the Blackhawks to end things, but um, I, Manfred did an interview, and he wants the playoffs to stay the way they were this year. He wants that. He likes putting the runner on second base to start extra innings. I'm with him. I hope he does. He's not talking about the DH. Is that just a negotiation ploy on his part when they get with the Players Association, who I assume clearly want to have universal DH? Why doesn't he want to talk about that? I think he doesn't want to give away everything. He'll he'll figure out, okay, here's the deal. Guys, let's do this. He doesn't want to assume anything and then have the Players Association come back and go, well, you're assuming we're giving you the DH. It's Everything's a negotiating point. That's it. Mm. And last thing, Cap, I know Scotty Bowman and the Blackhawks sent a letter to their fans saying it's, it's time that we uh, tear this down and start from scratch. I think it's the right thing. Look, they spoiled the fan base. Those cups are still the cups. They'll never forget that, although maybe some of them will with the short memories, Cap. But you got some veteran guys in Taves and Kane and Seabrook uh, and Duncan Keith. I don't think Kane's going to go anywhere, but would Duncan Keith and Jonathan Taves be willing to go someplace where they would win? What's going on They're with the Blackhawks? No. They're not, huh? They told Stan they do not want to go anywhere. They're not happy, but right now they said they're not willing to waive no trade, no movement clauses. So this is what we've got so far. We'll see if it changes. Mm-hmm. Doc, uh, Doc Emmerich retires. I know you've spoke with him in the past. Obviously, Edzo and him, very close and partners. What a career, huh? It was amazing. My favorite play-by-play announcer in any sport. That guy was just smooth, man. Yeah, he was nails. Good stuff, Cap. We'll talk to you in a week. Thank you, my friend. Have a great day, boys. Stay safe and healthy. Indeed, you do the same. Uh, David Kaplan brought to us by our friends at Centurion Stone. Centurion Stone of Iowa is the website. You can find them at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street uh, in Des Moines. If you're in the market for uh, manufactured or natural stone, over 200 of them, uh, in fact. If you've got a project outside the exterior house, the interior, want to spruce up the rec room a little bit, maybe fireplace, Centurion Stone of Iowa, uh, you'll be glad that you made them one of your stops. Again, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, centurionstoneofiowa.com, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Joe Farron, Justin Luch, the whole team over at Centurion Stone of Iowa. Trevor Bauer to the White Sox Twins fan? No, I don't like that. No, <laughs> I bet you no, no thanks. I bet I'll you pass. Don't. 
Now he's I I saw an art uh, Bauer was kind of I don't know maybe he was just trolling the Angels fan base. Uh huh. Made it sound like he was you know they're on top of his list. Oh really? I don't know. Go out there, hang out in L.A. Not a bad thing. He's uh well he's a L.A. guy too. Played uh-huh. at UCLA, so maybe yeah, there's grew something up in the to area. That. Yeah, something to that too. Going playing with Trout. Oof, anonymous. <laughs> Don't have a whole lot of pressure. You're not the Dodgers. That, that's a great point. You're not the Dodgers. Uh, by uh, just what you heard from Kappa, if they were to get Julio Jones, you win? Oh, yes. I mean, not for a first-round pick, obviously. Well, they don't have him. Yes, they still don't have him. One. No, they do now. That's yeah, what I thought. I thought they were back into the – they'll be active. They'll, be, they'll participate in yes. the first round. But Julio Jones to that offense, that's what you guys need. They still don't have a quarterback, do you? Well, no, but no – is this team getting to a Super Bowl? Even an the NFC way it's Championship. constructed right now? No. NFC Championship game. So give me, who, who do you like in the NFC? I like three teams Seattle. in the West. I love Seattle. Tampa. I love Tampa. Still Green Bay. I put Tampa, Green, Tampa, Seattle, Green Bay in our power rankings. We're going to tape our Mediacom show here after the show today. I don't remember who I put four. I think I put your Bears on the list. Oof. I still got the Rams up there. Yeah. Th- we'll see that Monday night. Mm-hmm. But who else is out there? Not a whole lot. I don't believe in New Orleans. I don't believe in Carolina. Don't believe in all of the NFC East. No, no none of them. I'm a big Giants fan coming mm-hmm. up. Minnesota's Maybe, maybe the Giants bad. can win that division at 6-10, and 10, and that's who the Bears would play in the first round if they don't win the division. Wouldn't that be nice? I'd like to be the five seed. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword SMILE to 200-200. Your chance to win $1,000 SMILE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, more football conversation. We're going to talk Big 12 with Ben Kirchival, NFL as well. Uh, he writes for CBSSports.com. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. Oh, man, that sounds good on FM. 1460 AM. And now on 106.3 FM, this is Des Moines Sports Station, KXNO. All right, welcome back. It's about 11.30 here, Miller and Condon. Let's get right to Ben Kirchival. He's on a tight schedule, cbssports.com. Spend a few minutes with Ben, uh, mostly on Oklahoma State and Iowa State. The game in Stillwater, it's a massive, massive stakes. I get that it's early, but boy, Ben Kirchival, as always, thank you for joining Trent Condon and myself. Uh, the, the stakes, I think for Iowa State particularly, if they've got to win over Oklahoma State, Oklahoma and TCU after Saturday, boy, they're in the driver's seat to get to Dallas, don't you think? Yeah, they really do. There, there's a lot on the line for them this early in the season. And, you know, I, I think this is a, a really good style mesh for them, even though they're going on the road. Uh, Oklahoma State right now, statistically, has one of the best defenses in the country. Iowa State doesn't. But I, I think people would just casually dismiss that as to say that Iowa State's defense isn't as good. I would argue it's every bit as good. I think a lot of it has to do with the competition. Right. Play TCU, you know, they, they you know, put up a lot of points. Obviously, you play Oklahoma, there's going to be a, a curve on that. Their pass rush for the Cyclones has been great. Their linebackers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would put their defensive front um, up against just about anybody from the conference. Um, 
I think they're very good. So to me, this plays right into, I think, the style of game that they want to be in. You know, the over-under on this, guys, is 52. I think you'll sweat the under. I'm tempted to take the under. I think this is a defensive game. I think if you're Iowa State, you say, Brees Hall, get ready for 30 touches. Mm. You know, and, and then, you know, you hit Charlie Curlow over the top. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it's just grind it out, play it low and slow. And, uh, and I, I actually have them winning straight up this game. I, for Oklahoma State, you know, do you see Spencer Sanders or not? I know that Mike Gundy wants Iowa State to prepare for both. Um, that's just a little, you know, game week uh, mind game that, you know, he's trying to play. But if Spencer Sanders comes back, how healthy is he? How effective is he? Uh, Shane Illingworth has been good, not great. Um, I have some real questions uh, about whether Chuba Hubbard is fully invested in the season. Mm. And, um, and so, you know, I think this is a game where overall, I think Iowa State's probably the stronger team and the point spread is, is small enough that, you know, I mean, I think they got a real chance here. Very interesting, and I think a good point on Hubbard and, of course, the offseason that they had there. Plus, those defensive numbers for Oklahoma State, they're all out of whack because they played Kansas. Everybody's defensive numbers are going to look yeah. good if you got one of those as a three. Yeah, Tulsa, even them, very limited offensively, even with the good start that the Golden Hurricanes are off to. Iowa State, a Big 12 title game appearance. This program has not won a conference title in over 100 years. They have been on the precipice a couple of times in the old Big 12 North. We're never ultimately able to get there. What does that do for the perception from your skill? You're, you're down in Texas. When you look at Iowa State football, what Campbell's built it to, and what it would be if they'd ultimately get to Dallas. Well, I, it, it means that they had a window and they, they, they went through it. The door cracked open for them. I mean, this is a year where Texas and Oklahoma are two and two. Mm-hmm. You might get one of those. Like Texas is pretty often two and two this time of year over the last decade. You don't get Oklahoma there. And even though Iowa State played it tight with Oklahoma uh, since Campbell arrived in Ames and, and they've won a couple, you're still overall in the race. You're behind them. This is a year where you, you got the leg up on them. You know they're they're off to a slow start you are not going to get these windows very often. And you, you got to be able to capitalize on. And right now, they're the team that's doing it. Them, them and Kansas State, those are the two teams right now that have capitalized on it. Kansas State, Skylar Thompson's out for the year. I kind of questioned long-term about maybe mm-hmm. just, just what their ceiling is. Um, but for me, you get very few years where TCU, Kansas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, you got like three, four teams who have a real, not just like a preseason trendy dark horse shot. I'm talking about a real shot. If you're able to capitalize on that, that says a lot about, you know, seizing that opportunity. And and Matt Campbell, I think, has done a very good job of that so far. Ben Kirchival of CBSSports.com. Ben, I know we only have you for a couple of minutes, so let's pick up on K-State. You mentioned Thompson out for the year. How is Kleiman doing with this group? I mean, they had the they had a major COVID fight earlier with a bunch of guys out this summer, so they you know couldn't do some of the stuff they wanted to do. But how are they doing it to this point? Well, they're doing it every single way. I mean, they beat TCU in a in a meat grinder of a game, and then they beat Oklahoma in a shootout. Uh, any which way you want to try to win, Kansas State's been able to do it. And Kleiman gets the most out of this team. I, I, I think clearly, overall, the defense is probably ahead of the offense. Even when Thompson was in, you had a little bit of them sort of living and dying by the big play. You have these stretches where 
you wouldn't get a lot of offensive production. And then all of a sudden, you'd break off these, these huge plays where, you know, Deuce Vaughn would get loose on a slant or you'd hit somebody down the field, something like that. So, it, it, to me, he's just he's squeezing the orange. You know, I mean, he's just getting every last little drop out of him. Um, <laughs> even though Bill Snyder's not the coach there anymore, it, it's just the same old thing of, you know, doubt Kansas State at your own risk, right? I mean, the moment you think they're out of it, they're not. And so, climbing to me, I, right now, I, I think is the front runner for the 12 coach of the year. Again, I, I have my questions about maybe how high that ceiling goes, but this to me is easily an above 500 team. And if you win this year, guys, you win six, seven games, you, you're still in the, sure. the Big 12 championship game race. And that is, I think, if you're Kansas State, given everything that's happened so far, I think you take that 100% of the time. It'll be the Sunflower Showdown this week. Kansas making their way to Manhattan to take on the Wildcats. We'll get you out on this, Ben. Iowa State, Okie State is the headliner. The other good game this week in the Big 12, Oklahoma going to TCU. Sooner survived two weeks ago in the Red River shootout against Texas, giving up that two-touchdown lead late and ultimately leading in the fourth overtime. What do we know about the Sooners and this off week? How much better do we anticipate they're going to look, if anything? You know, I, I, even though that game kind of went off the rails late, you know, they blew that fourth quarter lead, went to four overtime. They, it, I don't know that it was fully indicative of, of maybe some of the progress that they made in that game. You know, for three and a half quarters, guys, defense played pretty well. They had a pass rush on Sam Ellinger. They were slowing the run game down, uh, had some tight coverage down the field. And I think, you know, once Spencer Rattler came back in the second half from getting benched, he took much better care of the ball. The, the run game uh, with T.J. Pledger really opened up. The offensive line played better. Like, I really thought they had some building blocks, uh, what they get it, did against Texas. So you get a bye week in there. I think it, it comes at a good time. You build on that a little bit. You know, it's at TCU. I, I think horns keep it, horn frogs keep it uh, close, but I'm going to take Oklahoma straight up. I, I think that Texas game, even though it went really crazy there at the end, felt like that was a nice little corner turn for them after that slow start. You can say yes or no to this. Is there anything to Urban Meyer in Austin next year? I, I don't know. <laughs> or I don't know works don't too. Know. <laughs> ben Kirchival, Ben, thank you. I know you're short on time. We appreciate what you gave to us. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Ben Kirchival, CBSSports.com. You That's, buy that? I don't know. Aye. They're going to get a – look, if you're going to replace Tom Herman and it's not gone well and you're Texas, you're going to get the biggest name you po- – you're going to shoot for him for but, sure. Well, they got the biggest name, Tom Herman, and it hasn't worked. It hasn't. But can they get Herman's old boss? I hope he stays on TV. I think he's really good. Yeah. I don't even – I don't get there very often. I know you, you sing the praises and – I'm a game day guy. Yeah, it's you know what? Yeah, I hate to have this conversation, but it's time, man. Corso. Yes, it's yeah. just we all know. Time. Everybody watching knows. I know, but why doesn't he? Because he built that into what it is. I get it. Without Trent, Lee Corso, it's just another studio show. Okay, well, yeah, in a lot of ways, that's very that that's fair. Um, Lee but, Corso is game day. The mascots are. Yeah, that's what makes it what it is. But I hate to see a guy go out like this, you know? Yeah. I really and truly do. And they, of course, have him separated uh-huh. from the rest of when the group. When they have to in, yeah. this, in this pandemic. <sighs> what what can he do? Maybe it, that's all you ask him to do is, is just put do the, the mascot head, yeah, at the, the end. Put the mascot on at the end. Even have it be a recorded piece so you can get a couple of different takes. And mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Lee for the mascot.
I mean, look, it's still. I still watch it for that reason. If I, even if I'm watching Fox, I'm going to get over there for the picks, and at the very least, I'm going to get over there at two minutes to eleven mm-hmm. when he puts the the headset on. But it's just time. It is. Yeah, I, I'm with you, but I'm I'm going to guess that's the reason for it. Mm-hmm. And but how would you? Would maybe you won't. How will people remember him? But they remember at the end. Yes, no. You remember the good stuff what of he brought course. for the twenty or the decades that he did this, right? Yeah. I mean, you think of Michael Jordan, you think of the Wizards? No, don't. Right. That's good. That's a good way. That's really good analysis. Yeah, because he is the goat when it comes to that. He is. He's been terrific. But man, it's, it's tough. Is it take a family member? Maybe dad. I mean, I don't know if he has kids. Right. Um, I might take Herb Street. To have that conversation. And last Her- year, Herb Street has been so kind to him. It warmed my heart to see at times where yeah. he could see Lee was Just really struggling. And he'd yeah. put his hand on his hand and yeah. help him along, whatever it was. There were so many times seeing that last year when they were together. Now they're not together. And right. it's probably impactful, too, not having the guys there to help him along. Mm-hmm. Something, the guy had a stroke. I think back to the end of the Harry, Car- Harry Carey era. Mm-hmm. Steve Stone was so kind. Yes. To, uh, to to carry. Anyways, difficult this difficult conversation, right? It but is. you know what? It could. That's a really good Michael Jordan leak or so. How do you? You don't remember him in a wizard suit? Of course you don't. Uh, we'll come back, finish out the program. It's Des Moines Sports Station. We're Miller and Condon, by the way. We're here every Monday through Friday from ten until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO and one oh six. Pick up your Cedar Ridge, Iowa straight bourbon whiskey. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. All right, Miller and Condon, final segment here of a Wednesday. Thank you to all of our guests that joined us on the program today. Good stuff out of all of them. Learn some things. That's what uh, we aim to do here. Anyways, um, Trent, we have not spoken, I don't think, of uh, any high school football this week. No. I know that we're you know, moving on. Darren, another Friday soon will be. There will be precious few of them left. What uh, are The games, will they be better this week than they were last week? More competitive? Or is this another one kind of hide your eyes? Uh Depends on kind of what class you're looking at here on the local front in Class 4A. Yeah, you're probably going to see a whole lot of blowouts. That more than likely is going to be what we're going to see in this round. I'm going to be up in Johnston for Indianola coming to town. Well, that should be a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, BC Moore, have you ever heard of that website? It's Uh -uh. some guy that does some statistical formula that basically shoots out a point spread. Locally here? Yeah, it does it, has done it for years. For not just football, but basketball and other sports. BC Moore? BC Moore, yep. That is where you can find it. Just Google BC Moore and it'll pop out. This is the most compelling matchup in 4A this weekend. Basically a two-point game is the way that the computer model that he has spits that one out. Waukee, they'll be hosting Linmar. Might be a decent game. Waukee's going to be a big favorite in that one. Valley has to go on the road over to Council Bluffs, Abe Lincoln. Mm. See if the Tigers can get a victory over there, but going on the road. But yeah, when you look at Southeast Polk, they play Ames in this formula, favored by forty-eight and a half. Jeez, Dowling favored by fifty-five and a half. Well, who's Dowling play? Uh, they get Sioux City North, and this one, Eey. Ankeny, has Council Bluffs Thomas Jefferson coming in. The Hawks, the Hawks are favored by seventy-five and a half. Jeez. with this computer model. 
Don't and is this guy pretty good? This, I mean, obviously they're not going to win by seventy-five. Right, right. But yeah, but yeah, the, the statistical model it it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I like it. It's uh, just a different way to kind of derive at things and, and look at numbers, and especially when we get to the point of the year where teams don't have common opponents and you're trying to figure out some of these playoff matchups. At least gives you a baseline of uh, I think where these teams should be. So fun to look at if you're looking to kill a little bit of time. BC more. Do you use this tool? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we use this. We do a little contest with it. Me and my buddies and and pick a you high guys school game. So sick. Well, you know, it's it's the same twenty dollars. It just rotates through our, our group of ten. <laughs> gotcha. That's always going in whatever stupid contest that we're having. And this one we use it for a, a high school football contest. But this is a round of thirty two. We will find out then after these games, it'll be obviously down to 16 in each class. They will then repod. So you will find out four teams in pod one, two, three, and four. And those four teams then vying to get to the Unidome where they will reseed it again. So three weeks of local college, college, high school football. Right at the this local, week, and yep. then two more yep. locally before they head to the dome. Get and the dome. Uh, we will be bringing as long as a local team is involved in the first semifinal, both semifinal games in Class Four A that Friday night. I will be playing Minnesota, but we'll be at the Unidome. Myself and Joe Stacy will be on the call for the semifinals, and then the championship game the following week in Class Four A so live here on KXNO. Well, that's good. Yes, but you're giving up Iowa Minnesota viewing. Well, I'd be working anyway, and so. It, Going up there anyway. How about two? We will be doing two on that one. And mm-hmm. then I got to make the decision. All right. I'm going to get updates, have the phone on. We're going to take it off. I, I got a two hour drive then afterwards to get back to Des Moines. Decisions in front of me. I can't go without a phone on for eight hours. No, no, no. You'll know the score in that game. Boy, yeah. that's going to be a fun, fun night. I love the fact that they're taking over some Friday nights. I, I hate do. it. I know you do, but uh, Wisconsin-Illinois, I don't think it's going to be much of a game. I bet I can't wait to see Wisconsin. 20 points is the number, and it is. Illinois got them last year. So how will you, because uh, I, I looked at this trying to find, I, I don't like the slate, by the way. And you don't? Call, no, I think it's putrid. Um, no, I'm not putrid, they're good games, but I can't pick a winner, mm-hmm. uh, is my point. How will you play the Big Ten when, with, we you know, anything? I have a big opinion in one of the games, Rutgers-Michigan State. Yeah, I'm falling on the. Someone has to win. I'm falling on the Scarlet Knight sword. Are you Noah Vedro going to start? I think he is the Nebraska transfer. I believe he won the quarterback gig. And not only that, they have the transfer from Wisconsin, the kick returner, wide receiver. Their defensive line's pretty good. Rutgers is, and Michigan State. I just think they're going to be terrible. Not only the recruiting rankings started to dwindle later on in the mm-hmm. D'Antonio era, but then you look at. The purging that was done of that roster yeah. after Tucker came in. Lombardi going to start a quarterback? Well, he has not got the job yet. And uh, Tucker said during the teleconference the other day that he's not going to name a starter until later in the week. That's a little scary. Hey, Lombardi has had, what, five starts during yeah. his career? He is, he's been out there a lot. There's a freshman, wasn't really highly regarded kid from Virginia that they brought in this recruiting class. It's still in the mix. But they're talking about four different quarterbacks still days before the game. <laughs> four quarterbacks. Four different quarterbacks are still in the hunt Jeez. to win that starting starting job for. So Sparty. you like Rutgers in that I, game? I like. What's the number? Just out of curiosity, two touchdowns. I don't think Michigan State can score two touchdowns, even against Rutgers. That's how bad I think Michigan State's going to be. What time's that game? Is that an eleven o'clock kick? I want to say that it is. I think it's it's well, in the here, early. You know window. what? I've got it right here in front of me. Uh, it is BTN eleven o'clock. Rutgers at Michigan State. Early slate, Auburn, Ole Miss, Florida State, Louisville, 
K-State, Kansas, Nebraska, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma TCU is a good game, obviously. And Clemson's favored by what, 40 or 50? 45. 45, so right in the middle. I've always said you can get 45 in a conference game, you got to take it. Not against Syracuse, Trent. Don't think I can take it. I don't think you can either. Well, you watched Syracuse. You had Liberty over Syracuse this past week. How Explain this point spread to me. Bama Bob brought this up when the opening lines from Circa came up to us on Twitter. How is Louisville favored by as big as they are? It was six at one point over Florida State. And what is, is that what it is now? It's four and a half right now. Louisville, I know is Notre Dame and is good defensively, mm-hmm. but they couldn't do anything. No. What was that game, 12-7? Yeah, 12 7. Like and then we see Florida State explode in the first half. And then is it because, got blanked in the second half. Was it because of the quarterback injury to Florida State? I had to do something with it, I would think. I don't know. You know the game I like, uh, point spread wise? And, and I'm glad that Bill Bender backed me up on this. If it would be anybody else playing Alabama after a big win over mm-hmm. Georgia, there might be a little bit of a letdown. Trent, I watched a lot of Tennessee, Kentucky last week. Mm-hmm. Tennessee looked, they looked awful. They fired the D coordinator after that. Have you seen how many firings they've had since Pruitt took over? It's crazy It's like 11. Yeah, it's double digits. In just over three two years. Three years, yes. Not even three years. 11 guys have been mm-hmm. fired from that program. It, absolutely crazy. All right, enough Tennessee. Let's do game two of the World Series. Do you have an opinion tonight? I don't. It's a must win for Tampa. It feels like it, doesn't it? it Any does chance like of, it. of winning this series? They're not beating the Dodgers four out of five. No, no. And if you're down 0-2? No pressure, Blake Snell. <laughs> Just get her done. Just get her done. Go out there. Gonzalez for, for the Dodgers, right? I believe so. That's what. Yeah, that, that yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't has it been officially announced that that. that uh, I, I that was the last I saw. Yeah, that's kind of the same direction I am. But yeah, not a strong opinion. Just rooting for Mookie now. Got him at fifteen <laughs> to one to win the MVP. Let's get a big night out of Mookie. We'll roll from there, and then football returns with Eagles-Giants tomorrow. Yeah, stinker tomorrow. Uh, maybe a better college game, although that's a big number, too. Arky State, Nappy mm-hmm. State. But uh, football back on tomorrow, so that's... And it's good that the uh, World Series takes a night off. All right, uh, the Hawks Central boys are not taking a night off tomorrow. Not at They'll all. be back at It's finally o'clock. game week for them. And indeed, they'll uh, have plenty of football content. Elisa Cow, Emrit, are you or PD, PD doing it tonight? Ross? Yeah, Ross will, Ross will be in good. for that one. And uh got to remember, it just reminded me as we have Big Ten football back, i got to get your Christmas present. Last year, I knocked it out of the park. Yeah, you did. Why, why are you worried about that already? Well, i I got to send for it. It's a, oh. your your T-shirt. Sir Yacht was right. That's right. <laughs> and that I wonder just how many me. of those he sold. Oh, dozens. Yeah. Hundreds? I don't know. We kept bringing them up during our show. Yes. We talked a lot about Sir Yacht. I doubt the others. Is he going to turn this into something? No. This was his 15 minutes. That's it. He's I got a podcast. So. Does he? This was his 15 minutes. He got it out. Yeah, I think that was it. Look, it's, he, he might have just threw something against the wall and... Gosh darn it, it's stuck. You fall into those every now and then. All right, Murph and Andy coming up at 2. Fanatics at 4. Hawk Central, as we mentioned, they'll have a game to discuss tonight at 6 o'clock. Morning Rush tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays from 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. We will see you tomorrow. is back.
It's about damn time. We've got you covered from high school to the pros, the Hawkeyes, Cyclones, and more. Right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is KXNO.